This is a podcast version of our YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe to Oddspeedy on all platforms so you don't miss any content. Now on with the show. Some Premier League this weekend. We have a special one in England. We have Premier League and we have FA Cup quarterfinal. So we are going to analyze every single game with Tom Rennie. And remember, I also want to know your opinion. So leave a comment below and you will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. And do not forget to click on the like button, subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications. And now let's go on with the show. So we have a funny weekend in England with Premier League games, with FA Cup games. So why don't analyze everything with you? Tom, how are you? I'm doing very well. Looking forward to analyzing this weird weekend. Exactly. It's uh, weird. Let's start with the Premier League games. Then we jump into the FA Cup quarterfinals. And on Friday, we have a very important game in Craven Cottage, Fulham Leeds, because finally, 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 Fulham can get out of the relegation zone. They lost at the weekend against Man City, like every single team in the Premier League. But uh, Leeds is kind of an easy team to beat at this stage of the season. They drew against Chelsea before they were coming from two straight uh, defeats. It's a team that they have nothing to play for. So Tom will finally yeah. pull and get out of the relegation zone. Uh, yes. Yes, I think they will. I I've said for a few weeks to you and on, on several shows that I think Fulham are going to stay in the Premier League this season. Um, but unfortunately, last week, I said to you that they'll do well defensively against Man City because Tosin and Anderson have been so good. And then they were appalling against Man City in that second half, which cost them the game. But as you say, everybody loses to Man City. So we kind of put that to one side. Um, they have lost five of seven at Craven Cottage um, and drawn a lot of games this season when they should have won. But still... I feel very confident about Fulham as a football club. I feel very confident still, despite last week, in Tosin and Anderson. I feel very confident still uh, in Harrison Reed in midfield, Zembo and Guisa in midfield. If they start together, it's a very strong pair. I still like Josh Madger up front. I still like Lookman going forward. They have threats offensively. They are good defensively, despite the errors of last week. And with Leeds, as you say, it just feels like the season is petering out. It's flagging out. They've got 36 points they need. Maybe one more win, but they're not going to get relegated. They'll probably finish 42 to 45 points. That is a great haul for a newly promoted side who didn't really buy big during the summer, really. They, didn't make, they made a couple of signings, but didn't change a great deal about what the side was made up of last season. Um, Bamford going off last week against Chelsea was a big loss because he's really the goal threat in the team. He needs three chances to score one, but they create six chances a game. So he is likely to score. Still a doubt as we record this. But I just feel so much is on the line for Fulham. They've looked so professional. They've looked so organised and Leeds look exhausted. They look like they need the reinforcement. Um, and I would see them putting in a similar performance to last week against Chelsea, where they try and defend, they try and hit on the break, they try and do that full impact uh, football that they do under Bielsa. If Leeds don't score in the first 10, they won't score at all. I don't think they'll score in the first 10, and I would take Fulham for a narrow 1-0 victory. Mm -hmm. uh, they failed to score in four out of the last five uh, Leeds. It's funny that you say that they haven't... Uh spent a lot of money no, or uh, bought high in the 
market, buying like a, a player like Rodrigo Moreno, no, one of the best mm. strikers in La Liga. Yeah. Liga is going down. Can't get in the team though. I mean, you can't get in the team, which is crazy. You know, I think they needed. If I was Leeds last summer, I would have bought another five or six defenders, two or three midfielders who could come in. Harrison Reed at Fulham would be amazing for Leeds. That's the kind of guy you need. Incredible energy you can get through 90 minutes. James Ward-Prowse, Southampton. Declan Rice at West Ham. Those are the kind of guys they needed. And they kind of took last season's squad and asked Jamie Shackleton to do it for them from the bench. Not going to happen by much. Well, yeah, Rodrigo struggling in the Premier League. So if Fulham win uh, against Leeds, it means that Brighton or Newcastle are really in trouble and they are playing each other on Saturday. Mm. This is a six-pointer. Brighton, at least, they were able to beat Southampton in the weekend. They have a very tough calendar, actually. After this game, they have Man United, Everton and Chelsea. So they are favourites, really favourites, to win this one against Newcastle because basically Newcastle are not winning. They drew against Aston Villa. But the odds are terribly low no? for Brighton, 1.71. Um, I know we're doing a program here to get people to, to bet on football matches. So I'm going to say something that might upset you and everyone watching. Do not bet on this game. I cannot stress enough to avoid this game um, because I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. I can tell you that Brighton have won one home game in the calendar year 2021. They've won one home game in the calendar year 2020. And before that, you go back to 2019 for their previous home Premier League win for Newcastle. They've won just two of their last 17 matches. And they were 1-0 down in the 90th minute against Aston Villa last Friday. And all I can see is both teams losing the game. And that's why I say avoid this game, because all I can see is somehow they both get no points from it. Um, the only deciding factor, if I was forced to pick a winner, would be that Brighton looked like they can score. Uh, they miss a lot of chances, but they took them against Southampton. They got rewarded for the good football they play. But Newcastle, they can't score a goal. I don't see how they score a goal. We're not expecting Almiron, or Maximan or Wilson back for this game. Since Callum Wilson went, they've not been able to win Newcastle. That continues. I would edge, I would edge ever so slightly to Brighton, but I'd be looking draw, draw, draw in this one if it were me. We have odds 3.65 on Oddspedia for the draw. Next one is much more interesting. West Ham Arsenal. I'm very sorry, Tom. You predicted that West Ham was uh, going to win against uh, Man U at Old Trafford. They lost uh, only 1-0. But the Champions League hopes are still there. Three points uh, away, two points ahead of Liverpool for the European battle for the Europa League. The last three home games were victories. Everything to cheer you up. And now they face Arsenal, a team impossible to predict, but probably they will be a little bit tired after playing the Europa League against Olympiacos, although it's almost done. And the odds for West Ham are really good, 3.04. What annoys me about West Ham and what annoyed me about Sunday is if they tried to win the game from the outset, I think they would have won it. But what David Moyes does, and he's done an incredible job at West Ham, but in big games away from home, he goes into the game as if he's playing Man U from 1995. There was no Beckham, there was no Scholes, there was no Cantona, Kanchelskis, Roy Keane. They aren't there anymore. It's Fred and Scott McTominay. There's no reason to be afraid. Uh, and they went afraid. And when they conceded, they changed the game plan and suddenly looked quite dangerous. So that's why they lost the game, because David Moyes sadly was, was a touch too cautious. 
Um, West Ham have lost 50% of their 12 Premier League games against seasons uh, against teams this season who have been above them in the league. Um, they've only lost 7% of games this season when they play teams below them in the league. They are great in this sort of game. You expect Arsenal to be above them, but of course they're well below them, miles below them. Um, it's going to be a struggle for Arsenal just to catch West Ham in the league this season. So it's all about the way David Moyes plays this game. I expect Lingard to come back, couldn't play against Manu. I expect Fornells to be fit. Bring them two in, attack Arsenal. I think they can beat this mid-table Arsenal side. I would again back West Ham to win a game like this. They did it against Tottenham. I expect them to do the exact same thing against Arsenal. And despite last week's result, Tottenham are still a better side than Arsenal are. For Arsenal, I thought they played fantastic against Tottenham last week. But why? Because Tottenham were so, so negative. And when you drop off against Arsenal, they suddenly get encouraged. Oh, we can carry the ball forward. No one's pressing us here. You press Arsenal, they chip the ball against a Burnley striker's chest and score a known goal, right? They're great when you give them space. They're terrible when you press them. If West Ham press them, I think West Ham win. Arsenal from Thursday to Sunday can't make a great deal of changes to their side. And I think that West Ham will win this game. I think both teams will score and I think West Ham will win. As I said, odds for West Ham are around three. If you want to be a little more cautious, you can take a look at the Asian Handicap Zero for West Ham, odds 2.18. That means that if they draw, you get your money back. Then the other team playing in the Europa League, Tottenham. They are traveling to Birmingham, Aston Villa, Tottenham. You just said how the Spurs lost against Arsenal despite the crazy goal of Lamela, probably Puskas award of the season. And Aston Villa, mm. one of these teams that they have, again, nothing to play for. They drew against Newcastle, drawing, drawing, also against Wolves. But Tottenham really need to win this game if they want to get closer to the European positions. Yeah, I think with, with Aston Villa, there is still maybe the slight chance they've got something to play for with, with one game uh, to play on Tottenham plus Tottenham to play. So beat them this weekend, win their game in hand, and they can start thinking again about getting sixth, seventh, qualifying for the Europa League, the conference. And people will belittle the UEFA conference, but teams want to play in it. Their fans want their team to go to Budapest and to Bucharest and around Europe to play games. You know, we've been in our houses for a year. Give me the conference. That's what I want. Uh, so I think Villa have still got something to play for, but they've got to win this game. They have to win this game. They've blown one of their games in hand. They can't blow the other one. Um, Grealish is said to be back. We were told that last week he didn't come back. They're being very cautious about Jack Grealish, which you can understand. They've won just one of five games since Grealish has been injured. If he comes back, I think they'll get on the front foot and they will attack Tottenham, who'll do what Tottenham do. Mourinho is not going to change the way they play these games. They'll try and nick one first five minutes. After that, they'll sit deep, low block to the 75th, 80th minute and try and get a winner. They'll also try and hit Villa on the break and Villa will try and dominate the ball. They're a good football side uh, and they'll try and keep the ball for long spells. I expect them to have the majority of possession. Um, losing Hukman Son is a massive loss for Tottenham Hotspur because despite his loss of form, he's so crucial to them on the break. I just can't see Tottenham winning this game. I think that's the key thing for me. I cannot see them scoring uh, more than two goals. I think Villa will score at least one. So I'd be looking at draw both teams to score 1-1 or Villa to edge it 2-1, maybe 3-1. Okay, then I will pencil you double chance for Aston Villa. We have odds 1.69, not bad. 
at all. Then this is all for our um, Premier League games, but probably the most interesting part come in the FA Cup quarterfinals, one step away from Wembley, starting in the south of England, Bournemouth, uh, Southampton, Southampton, really favorites, odds 2.07 because their miseries in the Premier League are happiness in the FA Cup. Remember, they kicked out Arsenal, they beat Wolfsburg, uh, Wolverhampton in playing away and now they have a championship team against them like Bournemouth. So the away victory is the normal thing to think about in this game. Yeah. And, and Bournemouth have bigger fish to fry as well. They are just outside the playoff spots in the championship right now. They've changed their manager. Jonathan Woodgate is now in charge. They beat Swansea 3-0 uh, on Tuesday in the championship to get them right back in contention for those playoff spots, which then hopefully will get them promotion. So that's the big thing for them. The FA Cup trip to Wembley, they don't care. They're not going to be interested in this. I'd expect massive changes. You know, Bournemouth under Eddie Howe used to make 10 or 11 changes for the FA Cup. He cared so little about it. And I expect Woodgate to follow that pattern. I don't expect to see Jack Wilshere, who played very well against Swansea in midweek, got through a lot of the game as well, which is rare for him. I don't expect to see Jefferson Lerma. I don't expect to see Dominic Solanke up front, Junior Stanislas. Um, several players I would expect to be dropped. And that, of course, plays into Southampton's hands. Uh, 10 defeats in 12 in the Premier League has been shocking. Shocking run of form. They've got 33 in the league. I don't expect them to go down, but that question has not been answered as yet. They, they need, I think, 37, 38. They've got 33, and people might say, oh, four points in what they've got left. That, that's doable, surely. Well, they've only got that in the last 12 in the league. So I'm not sure it's done as yet. Will their focus be on this either? I don't think it will. Danny Ings likely to be missing, but they do have Che Adams, who is in fantastic form. Just got called up for Scotland. Three goals in three. Looks really good. Um, I would edge towards Southampton winning. I would edge there maybe 1-0 in a narrow result. Um, and, and of course, the game has to finish on the day as well. So I would expect if you're looking for a game to go long this weekend and goalless, it might be this one. Extra time, maybe even penalties required. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the odds for Southampton to win 2.07. They have to win in the first 19 minutes if there is extra time. You lose your bet. Remember, yeah. and on Saturday also, Everton, Man City, and Celotti against uh, Guardiola. I always like to say <laughs> the manager's uh, rivalry. Um, Everton, they are not in great form in the Premier League, losing with Burnley, with Chelsea. In the FA Cup, they beat the Spurs in probably the best game of the season. And Man City, well, winning every team. Also Gladbach, yeah. I think effortlessly. So here, for sure, Man City really favorite 1.48. That's why the Everton victory can give us uh, a lot of money. Yes, um, I would advise it, to be honest, because they played each other a few weeks ago in the Premier League, and I don't see a great deal is going to change from then to this. Um, and Man City, you know, it's impossible to predict their team because the, the squad is an embarrassment. You know, it is a real embarrassment. I mean that in the most literal sense because teams shouldn't be allowed to be that strong in something that's meant to be a competition. Um, and it, it's, it's ludicrous that they can take Kevin De Bruyne out for a few weeks. Aguero can score one goal in a year and they've still got Jesus and Mares and, and Silva and incredible, incredible talents. You know, they are a great example for putting a cap 
on the amount of players you're allowed in your squad, let alone the amount of money you're allowed to spend on wages or whatever, because it's it's too strong. And they will be too strong for, for Everton. I expect a lot of changes from the, from the Borussia Mönchengladbach game in midweek. I would expect at least six, maybe more changes from that team. But Everton can't make a great deal of changes because they're not Man City. They've got a few injuries in their squad. No Jordan Pickford as well. He has been criticised, the Everton and England number one at times. But I actually think he's had a really good season, Jordan Pickford. I think he is a great asset with his big blast of a left boot upfield to Calvert-Lewin who knocks on to Richarlison. It's a key aspect of what Everton do. I think losing him, Olsen likely to be out, which means Virginia is going to be in goal. He's like a 20, 21-year-old Portuguese international. So one game in senior football against Man City, good luck. Um, I'd be looking here for a Man City win. Man City win to nil. Could be a good Asian handicap as well for a 3-0 for a win. Mm -hmm. It's a pity the odds for Everton are so good, 9.5, but yeah, no one can beat Man City, especially if they take the lead. Then someday we have Chelsea-Sheffield United. Chelsea, they've been so lucky in the draws in this FA Cup. <laughs> Morecam, Luton, Barnsley are now the worst team of the Premier League. Yeah. So I think nothing apart from a victory here will be a huge surprise. They have to play against Atletico de Madrid in the Champions League. I guess it will be very tough, but still, they have to win this one, yes or yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't see any scenario where Sheffield United get through in the FA Cup, sadly, uh, for them. Uh, like Chelsea, their, their squad is an embarrassment of riches. Uh, I think it shows how mismanaged they were to this point, that it took Thomas Tuchel's arrival to get consistency from this team. The bench is ludicrous. The, the money spent on the players, incredible. Uh, and they should be challenging for the Premier League title. They should be challenging for the FA Cup. They should be challenging for the Champions League because look at the players that can't get into this team. Uh, well, you're going to be seeing a lot of those players that can't get into the team this weekend. We might see the return of Tammy Abraham. We might see Olivier Giroud start. You know, I expect heavy rotation from Thomas Tuchel, as we've seen in recent times, because Atletico was Wednesday night. Um, but look, it doesn't really matter. There's not a great deal that I need to tell you about Chelsea in this instance, because they're going to beat Sheffield United. The game against Leicester, I was doing the commentary on the weekend, and it felt almost like it was a funeral. Like, it felt like it was Chris Wilder's wake. Everyone was so mopey and miserable and waiting for the buffet to be open. Quick, quick hello to Aunt Gladys, then get the bus home. You know, very, very sad, solemn place. Uh, Billy Sharp, their striker, said it could have been 9-0 against Leicester. Paul Heckingbottom in temporary charge said he lost his mate. He said he lost his mate. That's what you say at a funeral. You don't say it when your mate gets sacked for being in charge of one of the worst Premier League teams of all time. It was bizarre. Um, and, you know, they've lost the man in Chris Wilder who embodied the club in every single way. It was a mistake to sack him now do it earlier when it would have mattered or let him see out the season and plan for the future. This is a huge error of judgment because there's so many games to go. It's going to be so brutal. And even if they'd have kept Chris Wilder, I might have said they could have upped their performance for this one game. Do it for Chris. You can see that. Now, it ain't going to happen. I'd be looking at a minimum of 4-0 for this game. Four, maybe five. It is going to be, as far as I'm concerned, at least a Chelsea win, a big win, maybe even a battering. Then let's check the Asian handicap here, market. We have uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Asian handicap minus two, odds 2.39, being cautious. So That's they good. are looking for three goals difference to win uh, your bet. If you want to be a little bit more adventurous, even minus three, 4.75 for Chelsea. 
That's uh, good money if you think they are going to thrash uh, Sheffield United, the last and game. I do. Let's see your prediction for the last one because it's a very good one. Second against third in the Premier League. Leicester, Man United, and we said how easy it was for Chelsea to arrive here to the quarterfinals. Manchester United, they had to sweat a lot. Liverpool and West Ham, really good teams, was easier for Leicester City. And we know how Leicester City struggled playing at home, at least in the Premier League, how Manchester United are good playing away from Old Trafford. So that's why probably Man United are slightly favourites for the bookies. And they're always great away from home as well. Not lost a league game away from home in over a year, Manchester United. So, you know, you expect them to do well in these sorts of games. But I just have a funny feeling about Leicester going to this one. This is a gut call, this one, as opposed to looking through the stats, because I watched them against Sheffield United. Again, they're playing dreadful opposition. But suddenly you're thinking to yourself, oh, Fafana's back. Johnny Evans is back. Soyuncu is back. And Didi is back in midfield. Uh, Iannaccio scored a hat-trick and suddenly looks like maybe he could be a Premier League quality forward for the first time in years. He's looked great and all of his goals were fantastic. And just the players that are coming back, we're not expecting Barnes or Madison. That, that is a blow. But there's several other players there and you think, you know, Tielemans and Ndidi is a very, very strong central midfield. So I just have a feeling here that Man United might be a bit stretched. I think finishing second for them is more important. I think um, the European competition is more important. Leicester have had a nice big break from the Sheffield United game to this. That was a breeze and a confidence builder. And I just think Leicester City are going to take this incredibly, incredibly seriously. And I don't think Man U are going to be able to rotate enough to be good enough. I know Leicester have been rubbish at home all season. I know for whatever reason they have looked flat at times. And nothing about the stats building up to this one suggests that Leicester are going to win. But I just feel it. Leicester to win, both teams to score. Leicester to win, we have odds around 3.0 right now on Expedia.com and Man United, they have to play Europa League against Milan. So they will be tired. Then four Premier League games, four FA Cup games, we have everything in this weekend in England. Tom, you have a NACA for us? I do, and I'm just keeping with the FA Cup. I, I just feel like I know who's going to be in the FA Cup semi-finals. And so, Southampton, Man City, Chelsea and Leicester. They will be the FA Cup semi-finalists and those teams to win in 90 minutes. That's going to be my ACA. Then, Tom, for sure we will keep this uh, ACA and we remind you if you are right or wrong. But yes, yes. I'm usually right. I haven't checked the tape, but I'm, I'm going to go with nailed it. I have the feeling, the same feeling. Thank you very much. See you soon. Now you have all the material to place uh, your bets in the English football. Let me know what you think about Tom's picks in the comment section. You will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. And do not forget to click on the like button, subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications. Besides, you can also listen to all our videos in our podcast. See you.